0: A particularly unique episode today for the Rugby Paper Podcast, in which not only do we welcome England and Leicester Tigers prop, Joe Hayes, but he brings with him two former professional footballers, Nottingham Forest goalkeeper and his dad, Darren Hayes, and Leicester City and Swansea goalkeeper and his granddad, George Hayes. Right, well, this is going to be chaos and I'm looking forward to it. I'm with Joe Hayes, I'm with Darren Hayes, and I'm with George Hayes. And for the first time, we've got guests all sat as a three, not three separate screens, which is great. How are you guys all doing?
1: We've not currently grasped what Zoom's all about by all being in the same place, have we, for a
0: start? Yeah, that's very true. That is true. It's almost as if we're recording, I'm the one letting the team down. I should be wherever you guys are, proper, properly in the studio. Great to have you all with me. Obviously, this is a rugby podcast, so footballers, forgive the rugby-centric approach. But Joe, I want to talk about you first. This is great timing because you found, well, it was released today. I'm so sure you found out a few days ago that you are in England camp again for the summer. How, how did you find out?
1: Yeah, you just get added to a group chat the day before it's announced and then it just says details to follow. It's quite vague, but yeah, it's, uh, you find out the day before it's
0: obviously okay. really exciting. Oh, so that's yeah. n- nice and calm then. We had Max Adromo, who didn't realise and he-, he missed the email completely, said so it went to his spam. So there were no shenanigans like that. <laughs>
1: that actually happened the first time. Yeah, they got my wrong email oh, yeah. um, and then I was expected to turn up, but I had no idea. People told me that. I was inspired. and I was like, oh, I had no idea. the wrong email.
0: <laughs> Well, congratulations again, doubly congratulations for this season, where it's fair to say Leicester Tigers are well and truly back, which is nice to see. Now, one thing we did speak about with Max Ojomo was the whole grassroots approach and how that's really paying dividends with Tigers now. Do you think this is going to be the trend for the next few years is, you know, the likes of Freddie Stewart, Ollie Chessham, yourself, etc., who have come through the system and know each other? That Will help that cohesion a la Leinster, for example. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that name in front of you yet, uh, off the back of a couple of weeks ago, but you, you understand what I mean, yeah?
1: Yeah, cool. Like obviously, the young lads we've got coming through, and it's really exciting for the club, but it's exciting for them, like they're 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 quality bunch of lads and that, and they all want to get better, they all know each other, they've all played together as well through the academy league and that. So, you yeah, we've got a real exciting crop of youngsters coming through. I know I'm only 23, but you know, out of those lads, I'm probably. A bit old as well so it's, it's really exciting we've got guys coming in at 18 who are yeah who are looking to kick on and get better
0: yeah who i'm sure we'll hear we're starting to hear about in light of the 20s six nations but i'm sure we'll hear about them in the next season or so which is also exciting how many caps are you on Four. let for five, tigers yeah
1: 98
0: okay so the internet is up to date uh okay so two games time the final round of the gap obviously you'll be playing hopefully this weekend hopefully and then <laughs> the bigger, the bigger, the bigger hundred will be after that, yeah. How does that make you yeah. feel?
1: I don't really know. Really. It's, it's quite surreal for me. It's not really been about getting to 100. It's more just been about playing a load of rugby and enjoying it. And it's kind of crazy at my age getting to getting to 100 games in a short space of time and that. So it's um, yeah, it's a pretty incredible achievement for me. But for me, it's just been about playing and enjoying myself and, and stuff like that. So take it as it comes,
0: really. Especially for a prop, obviously, the prop peak years tend to be a little bit later. So to be 100, at 100 cap by 23 is pretty unbelievable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I suppose so.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll stop tooting your horn now. Otherwise, the ego <laughs> might get a little bit too big. But in terms of the semis, obviously, you guys are guaranteed a semi final spot at this stage. You're not guaranteed top spot yet, but you're certainly odds your on favourite. So are you paying attention to who your potential semi final is going to be? Obviously, Northampton. Quins and Gloucester, I think, are the ones mathematically who could finish fourth. Is that something you're thinking about? Or are you just is it still take each game as it comes yeah, and like
1: every week kind of counts like we're obviously building to something? So, like obviously our opponents this week in Newcastle and all our attention is on them, and then next week we we haven't got a game, and then the week after that we've got wasps. So we're kind of we're just building gradually towards it. Like every every week counts, we're trying to get something out of that, and and then we kind of take every week as it comes. It's a good approach because obviously you You keep your
0: mind fresh and and focused on on that day, really. And with this slightly tougher question, I was watching the, you know, the Benno Urbano Harlequins documentary, Prep to Win? Yeah. I was watching that and Danny Care said that when they got Bristol in the semi-final, that was what they wanted because Bristol as an opposition suited them best to be able to play that free-flowing rugby. Do you think there's an opposition that suits Tigers best as a potential semi-final outfit?
1: Not really. Like all of those those guys we potentially play that you just listed are quality sides and we tend to not adapt to other teams. We just do what we do and we do it as best as we can and and try and let other teams adapt to what we do. We're not really focused on opposition as much, um, which has been the quality, which has been the kind of the success of us this year. It's just been focusing on ourselves. um, Yeah. Yeah, it's been obviously a
0: spoiler. Just one more landmark that you've got to, milestone that you've got to this season. Your first Leicester Tigers try. Yes.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, About this, So Bondi told me, the club admin, that I was the, trying to think of the stat now, I was the fourth longest person to play as many games without scoring a try.
0: Yeah, Uh, wonderful. uh,
1: Which is a hell of an achievement. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was going to say, were you kind of Uh, disappointed to get over the line?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was almost hoping to get to first place and that was like a 200 game or something like that. And it's not- was it? Who, know, who, who is first place? Do you know? 1945 or something. Oh, uh, wow. Something. Not too sure. I was um, disappointed because it's just, one of the first times you didn't put a five on it to score a try. <laughs> and you gone out to sort of 55 to one. <laughs> oh, wow. Just go into the game and just forgot to put it on. And I
0: was going to say, that's, I mean, obviously, we've got three generations of professional sport here. That's the first professional point. That's been scored between the three of you, right? Because presumably yeah, yeah, I've got. I mean, you may have done an Allison and gone up from a, for a corner or something like that. I don't know, or taken a penalty on but I'm guessing George Darren, neither of you scored a goal ever. Oh, a no, they never left
1: the box. Go
0: no. no, never <laughs>
1: plenty, but no, yeah.
0: Right. So well, Joe, you've then broken what, like a sixty year duck. Something like that.
1: Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's not a good achievement.
0: but It's It's a notable achievement, we'll put it like that. So we had your compatriot James Whitcomb on a few weeks ago. And one question I pose to every prospective England player uh, currently playing in the Premiership is what their starting England domain would be, i.e. you're a front row, I'll ask you what your starting front row is. For England, you can't say yourself.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, that's probably handy. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> Ellis Genge. Yeah. Nick Dolly. Carl Sinkler.
0: Okay. That's Nick funny. Dolly. Int- that's a first. Okay. Very interesting. Nice. <laughs> what do you think Dolly brings that the other two don't?
1: I don't know. He's just. You uh, feel like he's a real good all-round player, and um, obviously he's a Tigers lad as well. So. Uh, True. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger's been
0: sorry yeah there's a bit of virus in there I suppose you have to back your boys um, one Tiger that you've mentioned there who won't be a Tiger next year is Ellis Genge he's off to Bristol George Ford is off to Sale. obviously those are two big losses and I know you've got a couple of people coming in uh, Anthony Watson was announced a week or two ago which is obviously very exciting Jimmy Gopeth not that he'd necessarily be a long-term replacement at the age of 38 but you never know weirder things have happened do you feel as an old, you're not an older head, but you know what I mean, a more experienced head that you need to step into the leadership hole that someone like Genji will leave?
1: Yeah, I like obviously like Genji's pretty irreplaceable, like off the pitch and on the pitch. Like, right? you know, he's a hell of a team player and, and stuff like that. So he will be missed thoroughly. But yeah, I think like for us young guys coming in, it's obviously like a great opportunity to to start getting a bit of a leadership role and, and obviously setting by example, which which Genji does. So hopefully try and replicate some form of what he's done. But, you know, get Genji is, um, you know, he's a tough loss. He's, irre- he's irreplaceable, he's-, he's quality on off the pitch. So um, yeah, he'll will- he'll be missed.
0: It hasn't been publicly announced who will be captain next year. I'm not going to ask you to say who would be, but has it been decided yet?
1: No idea, no, it's okay. not, really, not really discussed. So.
0: Okay, all right, no, interesting. Now I want to move on to the three of you, because obviously this is such a weird and wacky episode, having three generations all from different eras, different sports. Darren, George, both of you are former professional goalkeepers. Darren, Nottingham Forest, George, Leicester City and Swansea. It's such a unique family and I'm sure you're almost bored of hearing it potentially. But Darren, do you feel blessed? Is there like a Hayes gene pool that is just incredibly special, do you think?
1: Uh, Maybe so. Yeah, possibly. I don't know if there is, but it'd be nice to think that. Joe's mum was also an international basketballer as well. Really? Oh my God. He played basketball for Ireland as well, so... uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's something there, I suppose. But uh, sometimes you just get the right opportunity and be in the right place at the right time. And all of us sometimes are in the wrong
0: place at the wrong time. <laughs> That's very humble of you. And George, obviously, as a goalkeeper back in the mid 20th century, did you ever think that 40, 50 years down the line, you'd have not only a rugby player but a tight head prop for a grandson?
2: Well, I wasn't
1: interested in rugby. <laughs>
2: <Now I am. laughs> I don't understand, still
1: understand it. Do you go and watch? Do yeah. you, yes. you watch on TV, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: You don't, don't <laughs> go... You've uh, got to
1: have to go to
0: games now. You never went to Welford Road or anything uh, I like that? Oh, Welford Road, yeah. yeah.
1: okay.
2: Twickenham? No. No? Okay. Cardiff Arms Park. nice.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, know, know, but... Maybe because... Could... There's a I did things
1: watch it. Yeah. And you went to
2: Wales to watch, yeah. and mm-hmm. to watch yeah. and to Wales. To watch mm-hmm. and you, Cassie, watch in Newcastle, you watched
1: the under 20s game. Maybe you can't
0: yeah, yeah. And potentially Twickenham this summer as well, right? For the Barbarians. Well, yeah, Barbarians. very exciting. And Darren, will you... so George, you weren't into rugby. Darren, were you into rugby growing up? Absolutely not. No, no nothing.
1: We <laughs> no, so... were goalkeepers, so someone such this me just cried.
0: I mean, and... I suppose, yeah, I suppose you use your hands with the ball, though, so there's a little bit of overlap between uh, rugby I, and football. I rugby
1: right? Like play play, goalkeepers are so protected. and that, It's a weird thing for me to talk, Brady's a goalkeeper. Joe will testify to this for you. you go for a ball and you see the ball and you know there's only one person probably going to hit you and that's from the front. In yeah. rugby, they come from over the place and I just couldn't prepare myself for that. But the, <laughs> I, I don't know how
0: But then that fascinates me because, Joe, where the hell did it come from? Were you just a massive dude at school and so they were like, all right, we'll put him on a rugby field?
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I was a goalkeeper at Birmingham Forest Academy until yeah. I was about 14 and I, w- I was a big lad, like I hadn't really grown any taller, I was a bit lighter obviously, but I just kind of, I started watching Six Nations Rugby on TV and I just kind of just loved it and I said I wanted to give this a go and I didn't go to the rugby school, I just said right, I'm going to make a rugby team here and we, we made a rugby team out of like footballers and everything and I kind of just fell in love with rugby and, and just said right, I'm going to give this a go and give it my best and and see where it takes me. I didn't really know that it was professional. I didn't really know anything about it. I just kind of wanted to give it a go. And here I am. That's mad. And
0: when did you yeah. think, when did when did Tigers Academy pick you up?
1: So I was 16 and I went to this but, training, training center in uh, Leicester. And they said, and I told my mum to go in and, and go to a meeting. And um, it was about the Leicester Tigers Academy and we had no idea anything about it. And um, it was like, right, well, these guys, you can move to Leicester and you play rugby and you go to college here. And I was like, oh, they do this as well. Because in football, but I didn't know they did, they did rugby as well. So He didn't know why he was at the Leicester. So I didn't know why I was there, really. Um, <laughs> I just to give it a yeah. go because it was rugby.
0: And when did it become a sort of professional lifestyle change mindset? Because obviously the lifestyle of a prop is particularly unique because especially if you weren't, you said you're a big lad, you're obviously bigger now. You have to eat that bit extra to turn yourself into you know a bit of a machine, and not to knock the capabilities of a modern day prop. But I can't imagine you're 125 kilos leaping like a salmon, in like Golden Banks in goal at
1: the at the age
0: of 14. So, what was the lifestyle change, and when did you have to make that?
1: Uh, yeah, I obviously like being in the academy when I was younger. Anyway, it was really professional already, and and there was already that kind of professional environment and that. But then two years of kind of just playing club rugby and then back into that, that rugby environment. It was a completely different type of fitness and stuff. And being a goalkeeper, I didn't really have to move around. I just had to get up quickly. And yeah. <laughs> I remember just those first two, two years of, of being a being at Tigers was just conditioning and in the gym and on a watt bike and then on a salt bike and outside running and losing that weight and then building back up again. So it's a completely di- different type of fitness. And it was uh, almost a baptism of fire kind of coming into that, fitness kind of side of things of rugby um
0: yeah it's uh it's pretty mental it is pretty disciplined
1: discipline i mean you, you quite a monastic lifestyle yeah well this is the
0: thing well yeah well this is the thing obviously it's so rigorous nowadays and darren how did you handle that obviously both darren and george set yourself professional standards but the professional standard has changed over the years so i suppose the dream first of all was that the three of you would a line and Joe would go on to be a goalkeeper at Nottingham Forest as well and follow in the footsteps. But it's almost more incredible that things have worked out how they have. Did you feel you could play any role in facilitating that transition? Or did you just sort of leave Joe to it and Tigers to it?
1: I don't know, a bit of both for you, isn't it? I try I try and look after Joe off the pitch a little bit. We we talk about preparation. then we talk about, I don't nothing about we've been able to talk about the game itself, but we do talk about how you prepare in terms of mental mental awareness, mm-hmm. don't we? Recovery, but also just about things outside of the game. So, Joe, Joe doesn't have an agent, for example, so we just keep things in the family. Yeah. Um, and we just look after his own welfare, just, just, it just seems the right thing to do. We get on really well. We talk about it sometimes. Some, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we just talk about the games and we just, you know, we stop messaging about one o'clock on match day, don't we? Yeah. So he can get his head right. And then, we, we, you know, we, like my dad, I also talk to my dad about the games and I used to try and look for my dad in the crowd. With my mom sat in the background, actually, if I could see my ground, I felt just relieved. So I'd spot them anywhere, I just knew I had an no idea where they'd be. So it's just, it's just that reassurance from the parents. I think hopefully, Joe gets that from me, like I got from my dad.
0: It's sort of intrinsically difficult as a parent to watch your son play rugby for the first or not for the first time, but you know, go through and come across these 140 kilo monsters. How was that transition?
1: I, hate it. I love watching it and I hate it. Yeah, so I stand. The am 22, so I can see the game and I can see the screen. So I stand on the terrace when I can get there and watch. And it's just uh, terrific. first thing I look for is just Joe Getover. That's the first yeah. thing Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Joe, you've been quite, touch words, you, you've you been quite okay with injuries up until this point, right? What's the most serious injury you've had?
1: I've rolled my ankle a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, touch words, hopefully, yeah. But I don't know, I just, I just do a lot of recovery. I just quite enjoy it. And I've sitting in an ice bath for ages just because... Yeah. It's because it's something to do, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just try and recover really well, and I've been lucky, I suppose. You yeah. did get some sort of these eyes the bulb. I did, yeah. I did partially blinded the other day because Dad uh, made a fire. Oh, she's blaming you for. It.
0: Oh wow! Oh, not not rugby
1: related then. <laughs> oh, look, no, not rugby related injuries. I've been quite lucky. Fire, yeah. with that. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> so living with your mum and dad is more dangerous than rugby itself. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice. And Darren, if there are situations where you've just had to say, you know what, I have no idea what you're doing. Say Joe has just sat down with a 3,000 calorie meal that he's been prescribed by Tigers Academy and you've just gone, you know what, I'm going to trust Tigers. And, you know, there are certain aspects of that professional lifestyle, particularly rugby, but also just in the modern day, that you just can't relate
1: to. Yeah, sort of. I mean, Joe's very good with his diet anyway, He likes cooking, so that's what sort of helps. He spends a lot of time we you do let him try and cook for us if he can. So we work in, so works in the academies and of clubs as well. So we were sort of getting towards the sports science, exercise this side of it. So, But he has gone to a different level altogether now.
0: And George, how much do you see of Joe's lifestyle and what he's doing at the moment?
2: Well, I don't know a lot. I <laughs> don't you,
0: do you see Do you see him, you know, what he has to eat, how hard he has to train, things like that? And how does that compare to your day?
2: Well, if you offer me a biscuit, I'll
1: say no. One one day, yeah.
2: I I I could eat the packet. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't bother about your diet. No. Yeah. Match days, they had a steak before after before a game, and
1: that's it. Yeah, back in the day, pre-match pre-match was a steak at twelve o'clock. Yeah. It takes seven days to fully digest the steak.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because Martin Whitcomb said exactly the same thing for pre-match rugby. So there was clearly some sort of lack of sports science that said steak was really good
1: <laughs> yeah. well, before he, he a game. Sort of chicken and toast and asked about any sort. It wasn't very really interesting. Towards
0: it. I don't want to talk about football too much, um, sadly, because this is a rugby podcast, but who do you all support? What did you say?
2: As long as he doesn't get them
0: absolutely um, and again I am actually sitting by a wooden desk so I'm touching wood with regarding the injuries <laughs> so, so, <laughs> oh Joe it's great that you've stayed injury free uh, to this point uh, I feel slightly <laughs> slightly pathetic I'm 22 years old I haven't played a minute of professional rugby and I've torn my ACL twice Did so what? Doing doing rugby, but not I'm not but not opposite Tig Furlong in a str- in a scrum or anything like that. <laughs> so yeah, you, it sounds like you're doing really well with that sort of a thing. So credit to you. And yeah, football. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but who do you all support? You're obviously Nottingham Leicester based. Does that translate to your fanship as well?
1: I've heard, yeah, I suppose Nottingham Forest, just because it's my local club and that. But there's obviously Leicester and. and- Grandad playing for them, and my dad played for Forest as well.
0: So I'm, I'm kind of torn, I know they're rivals, but yeah. So, <laughs> so next year, say Nottingham Forest are promoted, which is looking more and more likely. Fingers crossed, because uh, my dad's a Forest fan as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for his sake. Leicester and Forest are playing. Who are you supporting?
1: Oh, Forest,
0: has to be. Okay, yeah, has to be underdogs, aren't they? So yeah, that's okay. That's true. They under, <laughs> the underdog card <laughs> is a bit top to out, isn't it?
1: We're
0: going for a two-all draw. Two, okay. So, Darren, you're down the middle. George, uh, you. I, I,
1: Leicester's my team. Leicester's my team, but
0: I always want Forrest to do well. And, George, who's your team? My team. Leicester. Okay. So, obviously, what, what was it, 2015-16? Was that the year that they won it? It
1: was,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, must, that must have been a good year then uh, in the Hayes Household. Yeah, it was very
1: good.
0: Do you think Forrest will go up this year?
1: Well, they've got a game today, haven't they? So, who oh, is we it today? Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah,
0: okay, obviously they're two 0 yeah. up on aggregate. It'd be
1: great to see them go. Up. I mean, it's just a just a great club, isn't it? And yeah. The history and that. It'd be great to see them. Yeah, and the fans it's are superb. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very similar to Tigers in some way, like hell of a history and fans are unbelievable and stuff. It's, uh, and they kept yeah. coming, with we really bad. Exactly. Yeah. exactly?
0: <laughs> 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 Same as Leicester Tigers. Again, that's what that that's the mark of a good fan is if you stick through it thick and thin, not the you know plastic fans of Man City and all that. <laughs> Great. We'll leave football there. Now, this is the bit of the podcast that I was slightly scared to do, but this is the random rugby slash sports 15, 15 quick fire questions. Now, are you guys all happy to answer these questions? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. All right. We'll give it a go. We'll try and make it as quick fire as possible. Okay. I'll ask the question, and then we'll go. We'll go in reverse Brilliant. age order. So we'll go Joe, Darren, George.
1: Brilliant.
0: Okay. All right, let's Um, let's just roll with the carnage. Okay, nickname. (laughs) Sorry? (laughs)
1: What's (laughs) that? Nickname. Nickname, Hazy. Hazy.
2: No, I couldn't carry a nickname. Okay. George. George
0: is too strong. Okay, just George.
1: Best sporting memory? Uh, Winning away at Clermont this year. Nice. I think played, joined Leicester City in the League Cup uh, when I was playing at school. All Beat,
2: beating Tottenham 2-1. Two, one, one, two, one.
0: Yeah, that's always a good memory, isn't it? Is <laughs> Most embarrassing sporting memory?
1: Uh, my shorts ripped at Walford Road in front of 20,000
0: people. Oh, nice. Shorts and boxers or just shorts? Well,
1: shorts and my boxers, so oh, nice. I had to run it. <laughs> second game for Halifax, so I went to the wrong ground. I thought we were away. I went to Weyground. We were at home, and I missed the game. Nice, that's a good one. Yeah, it was that's sadly true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Making my debut for Rochdale. First time I touched the ball, I dropped it, and they scored off
0: it. <laughs> okay, but it was at least it was all uphill from there, yeah. Yeah. Pre-game tune or pre-game music?
2: Well, the Foxes. Oh. The corn horns. Okay. you
0: listen cool. to it?
1: oh yeah, oh, yeah. They played it, uh, they
0: yeah. Good I guess they'd play it anyway <laughs> wouldn't
1: they anything upbeat so I like listening to German rap or anything like that just something that gets really fast paced do, I mean,
0: do you speak German?
1: I don't speak German so I don't really know what's going on but it gets you going so it's, it's
0: real good What well, I know one German rap band no I know no German rock bands uh, which Rammstein. which German rap do you listen to? Rammstein that's it yeah yeah
1: they're playing Cardiff this year so I'm actually going to try and get out there but.
0: you won't be able to sing along much will you
1: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's how things have evolved because when we used to play it used to be like the tiger yeah <laughs> used to go out, but it was Blackboard so right here right now being a good
0: one as well okay nice and what will you eat after a meal po- after a game sorry post-game meal
1: anything really obviously within nutritional guidelines of course but um, yeah. you know, yeah. anything that I've been craving all week really I'll go for that my pre-game's quite weird. I, I, I always get dirty looks when I'm eating it. It'll be rice, single cream and black pepper. And I've eaten it for a while now and I get filthy looks, but it, it just makes me feel good before a game.
0: So. And that's that's not prescribed. That's tried and tested. Tried and just... tested.
1: I, <laughs> I just love
2: it.
0: I get wow. excited. <laughs> that's really what weird. the hell? That's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Steak and mash. Steak and mash. Nice.
2: Fish and chips.
0: Fish and chips. Nice. Classic. <laughs> Best best player you've played against?
2: Cliff George. Okay. He, he was fast, and he could head, and he could shoot. I think it's said Jimmy Brees. I played against...
1: What? Oh, no, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I got... I got Romain Yeah, Okay. He's very good. I played against yeah. him in, uh, in Bezier. Darren, I didn't get yours, sorry. Uh, I don't know. So gas Gascoigne, Peter Pianzli. It was a Mexican guy yeah. played in the 20s, called Alberto Garcia. He went on school, got girls Mexico. Mexico. Um, my you know. lack
0: of football knowledge is being cruelly exposed <laughs> here. I've, I've, got, I've got Paul Gascoigne and Jimmy Greaves. I don't know who the rest of them are. <laughs> <laughs> Best player you've played with?
2: I have a role. When we were under pressure, we Swansley. Yeah. I had to throw the ball to him and he could control the
1: game. Oh. That must be difficult when we dad threw it at his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Joe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I would go Ellis Genge. Yeah, there was a had sort of glitter players there, but John Robertson, the, the, the winger, was probably the most gifted footballer Forest Forrest that we ever had.
0: Excellent. Right, so I may, may know the names that you say to this. Favourite player right now in the modern day? Uh, We can go any sport. Joe, obviously, I guess you'd probably go rugby.
1: Manchester City, you play as well. Oh, you like Kevin Bruyne, don't you? Well, well, no, he know. doesn't. Time like, forward. What position is he? Inside
2: forward. <laughs> well, inside left inside right. Left uh,
1: Jack Greeley.
0: Jack like. Greeley. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. He's come under fire a little bit lately. Okay, so you you've got to fight yeah. his corner.
1: Uh, I'm not actually going to go football. I'm a big fan of Erling Haaland. He's just signed okay. like for yeah. I'm just a big fan of him. I think he's, he's great. Jamie Vardy's journey's been on. What yeah. achieved? too. David Sipson and there, just everything right.
0: Brilliant. Good, good seeing back as well. Scored twice yeah. against Watford, didn't he, at the weekend? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know the modern day because I've got my uh, fancy Premier League team, so I follow it. But uh, yesterday, I'm useless. <laughs> uh, sporting Idol?
1: For me, it was my, always my dad. Always my dad. Not
0: often. Okay. Joe?
1: <laughs> I from a young age playing rugby, it was always inspired by Keane Healy When he was playing, um, he was always the guy i always watching. And enjoy watching yeah, so, yeah. favourite stadium I'm, I'll go Waltham Road absolutely I love it I love the old, it. the old Fulham Street the old stadium the old Fulham okay. Street where Leicester City used to play okay you had, you had to go for a wee where you were standing it was that uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George I enjoyed the most by the way yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I
0: was going to say if that's yeah. the reason I'm like mm, maybe not. <laughs> George oh, yeah. Okay, nice. A favourite gym exercise?
1: Uh, I'm probably going to go for dumbbell bench press.
0: Okay, why dumbbell?
1: I can't barbell, so...
0: Uh, I don't God, that makes, it, that makes it more difficult. Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
1: Uh, sit-ups. You just you used to be loads and people, can still do them as well.
2: George? Left and right foot.
1: Press <laughs> 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 Yeah you do a press up Right on.
0: I see So like, like a Lay on you back right? Left Left do you, right, <laughs> do you want
1: a demo? a demo? a video
0: Send it over. <laughs> Yeah I was going Sadly it's not a video podcast I'd love one though uh, Just for the personal I think these coming out
1: to Christmas
0: So it's push up <laughs> position And it's You get Take one hand And one foot away
2: No you lay on your back.
0: Oh, I see. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead bugs.
2: Right arm, left foot, right arm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Alternating. Alternating dead, uh, bug. dead yeah, bugs. Yeah, dead bugs. Cool.
2: <laughs> oh
0: dear. Uh, occupation, if sport didn't exist, what would you be doing? BT engineer. Okay.
1: Is that what you want to do, or something? That oh, that's what I did do. What do you? What did you? What did you really want? The goalkeeper. No, but sport didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm joking. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, we'll
0: come back to that. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept BT Engineer. That's fine.
1: Okay.
0: I wanted to be an architect,
1: but. Um, okay. Cool. Good I, I, answer. I, I wanted to train for it. I couldn't fit into train. I would have been a, a chef or something working in a kitchen.
0: Nice. Yeah. Oh, so you re- really <laughs> do like cooking then?
1: I do. I do like cooking.
0: Yeah. Nice. Superst-
1: like look, up well, that's what the chef's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: Superstitions. I'll
1: no. do three planks on game day. That's three it. pikes. Uh, planks. Oh, planks. Any yeah.
0: d- any specific duration or just however long just you fancy? Three one. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, just something
1: I've done. So. Yeah, that's quite. I quite like that. To
0: be fair, yeah. George, George, you said none. <laughs> none.
1: Uh, I used to go out, third. I, to go out third. I used to have a lucky t-shirt and I've done the ones for 15 years. I broke my leg in it twice. <laughs> I, 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 so nothing not right t-shirt. I broke my nose in it four times and by the end it was like Trigger's brush. It was just held together with buckets like of thread and <laughs> oh, cloth. I had a lucky t-shirt which probably no whatsoever.
0: Yeah so, I'm guessing Joe you don't have a lucky t-shirt. No, no. Uh, well, maybe that's the secret to your... That's <laughs> that's just, that, no, well, that's the secret to your lack of injuries.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sports rule you would change. So a rule in rugby or football that you would change. Difficult I'd go one.
1: goalkeepers to take penalties and props to take goal kicks.
0: Okay. <laughs> nice. You back yourself? If
1: um, oh, it's straight, yeah. When, <laughs> okay. first, like, yeah. when did you first stop me kicking the ball? I was banned from kick. I actually, because when we're when the eight, when 18, spring it was all about how you can go forward. So props are encouraged to kick. And I remember I went, did my first first team session and I grew up with the ball and the scrum coach at the time, Boris Dankovich, told me to run around all the posts. And every, <laughs> every time I kick the ball, I do it. So I don't kick the ball anymore. I've been oh, okay. traumatised.
0: So, yeah, you've been banned. Okay.
1: I'd, I'd say, I'd take the respect that rugby players showed to the referee and put it to football. Yeah, show more penalties. It's a massive thing. I mean, even, even the staff watched um Mourinho, his technicals over, he was mostly on the pitch interfering in the, in, in the game. And the fourth official, though, it's not just to be shouted, I would take the whole respect and penalize the players. The players have too much power on the pitch.
0: I couldn't agree more. And George, any football rule you would change?
2: Goalkeepers could move before they come off the line before they take the penalty when
0: Once they start the whistle- okay, when they start <laughs> the run up.
1: Yeah, you run at the ball,
2: just run
0: at the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Intimidation. <laughs> Arms out. You can do your alternate yeah. alternate arm, alternate leg thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Best thing about working in or being involved in sport.
2: You meet all people.
1: Is that is that yeah. A, yeah. unanimous. All
2: people works
1: a lot. Yeah, pretty much so. And also just doing something enjoyed, just you know, you're doing a sport. You play sport, you probably do it if you weren't paid for it. Uh, you, you do something that is a Christmas holiday, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, day, days are awful good as
1: well because <laughs> it's hard work.
0: <laughs> You're doing what you love, and Joe, that's the same thing, yeah?
1: Yeah, I just all the guys you meet and, and the places you go and see, and, and it's just great, yeah. It's um, we're really lucky.
0: Nice. We are, well, it's great, it's interesting to have a unanimous answer despite the two different. Sports and that ties into sort of the last chunk of the podcast quite nicely, which is football, sort of not versus rugby, but football translating into rugby. We've obviously got a succession of mentor mentee relationships here. George, you were, I'd imagine, something of a mentor for Darren, Darren for Joe, maybe George for Joe as well. Question to all three of you: How does the advice for a young football player and young rugby player who's up and coming, you know, particularly now, how do you think that overlaps and differs?
1: I don't. I think. Obviously, like at a younger age, in you know, that you've got to enjoy what you're doing. And I think when I was in football academies, there's a lot of lads who were there and they were like, not really enjoying it, but they just wanted to be a footballer and they're just there because, you know, the dad or parents wanted them to be there. Uh, it's kind of similar in rugby. Like, I think, you know, you've got to want to enjoy what you're doing and then obviously you get a lot of fulfilment out of that. So... I remember obviously my dad saying that if I didn't enjoy football and I shouldn't play it. All right, and I didn't went and did rugby and, and I enjoyed it. So you know you, you do things well when you when you really enjoy what you're doing.
0: Anything to add to that, Darren or George, yeah, either of you? I think,
1: I think he's also just doing, doing it for the right reasons. There's a lot about Jason. A lot of parents, especially in football, push the kids into academies at seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, thinking it's going to be like a it's going to be a future money bag for them. And they do it for all the wrong reasons. So the kids go into the, into the system, for more, many financial reasons rather than the look of the game or the, look at the sport. And, the, and it, it creates quite a toxic environment in the football academies. It has been from my experience anyway. And I don't feel that the same way. So have if, if you learn your sport and learn the basics of whatever your job, what your job is, everything else will follow. And yeah. putting the perspective about learning the sport and joining the sport, doing the basics, so you then think- everything else will come, Success will come from that.
0: So you think academies are less toxic nowadays than they used to be? In football? Where either?
1: Rugby's very different. They don't take the kids out of in football, they take the kids out of the environment the school environment the suddenly need to from the age of seven and eight. And they lose and they, they're not allowed to play any of the sports. There's no transfer of skills. Yeah. It's because a very pressure on the environment And eighty percent of the kids never play again after sixteen. Rugby's not like that. They don't come into the into the process of being sixteen, with it. and it allows you just to learn other things to develop socially mentally, you know, carrying the school. So, yeah, I just do it for the right reasons. Play it because you love it.
2: The yeah. It. If you, if the kid doesn't enjoy training, do what you good at. The kid's all the matter.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's very universally applicable advice, isn't it? And I want to concentrate on one specific example. Now, George, you were understudy to Gordon Banks for a few years in your career. And I found quite an interesting parallel there with Joe... You and Dan Cole. Yeah. And you've been something of an understudy to him, you know, less so now as you know, he's getting older and you're coming in, coming of age, so to speak. But has that parallel come into mind before that the same skills apply in terms of patience, keeping your day-to-day stuff going, trusting that the opportunities will come? Question to both of you.
2: So so well up played, would always over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my dad as well, he was uh to beat Shilton, wasn't it as yeah. well? All these guys, have, my dad and my granddad, have experienced what it's like to be in, in my shoes sometimes, and just kind of emphasises like the importance of patience and, and and just working hard and not kind of losing your head about it. Really, and it's it's very helpful for me to have these guys who have experienced not rugby but professional sport and and how you manage yourself and how you present yourself to to coaches and other players as well, and not just being almost kind of toxic sometimes. You see a lot of players who get frustrated and don't have any patience, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a long career, so there's um, there's no rush for it. What he's yeah. trying to see? He's very looking to tell people experience disappointment as much as, <laughs> as, much as we have. <laughs> <laughs> what he didn't know, perhaps, is that my dad lost his place when Banks left uh, Leicester. He actually lost his place to Peter Shilton.
0: Um, no, I didn't know that. Okay. So
1: Peter, Peter Shilton was 16. of My dad told me the story but, that... That uh, Peter Shilton had heard was 16 and said that he's not signing for Leicester City unless he's guaranteed first in football. Oh, wow. Uh, so my dad had heard that and he was, my dad was 10 years older and said, oh, I'm not signing for Leicester City. So I'm guaranteed first in football. Mm-hmm. I was born in Swansea six months later. Yeah. So you can see oh, wow. Well, right. Yeah. So is that, that's, the,
0: that's the direct cause then. That's why you went to Swansea, George. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Matt Gillis, well, <laughs> the, 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 the only club that, uh, well, I, I, he told me the only club.
0: That's very very interesting. And in terms of modern football, now modern football is a a weird and wonderful sport. It's obviously the biggest sport in the world. The the big players in football, they're global superstars. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has something ludicrous like four hundred and ten million Instagram followers, which is you know just inconceivable. Rugby is obviously a ways off football in that respect. It's not quite of the same stature. Question to again, any of you, do you see anything that football has that rugby could seek to adopt? Obviously, yeah, putting a ball in a net, that doesn't really count. But, in, uh, it, you know, you can't just change the game completely. But is there a way that rugby could look to football to make up some of that status deficit?
1: Obviously, like we, we at Tigers and other sort of clubs like that, it's obviously a very traditional atmosphere and, and, you know, there's no chance, there's no kind of spectacles usually and I can see a lot of clubs that are introducing that kind of thing, obviously at Queen's and stuff, but in football there's obviously there's chance and the atmosphere is usually a bit more bit more kind of intimidating. Intimidating and loud and everything like that. And I think people get drawn to that, people get drawn to the spectacle of it. So yeah. Obviously I'm not saying make rugby a spectacle, but obviously it's um spectator sport and people want to come and watch games and stuff. So making it more of a, a watchable game, I suppose. Um but yeah, obviously making it as exciting as football
0: can be. How know. are you? How are you making it more? Pot as in by the animosity in the crowd and just making it feel more momentous on the whole.
1: Yeah, or maybe I don't know. You tried introducing a chat, didn't you? I did not. I'm not responsible. I am not Oh, oh okay. well, <laughs> okay. <But laughs> some people. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, 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 we're trying <laughs> to get. What? Well, what? What was the chant? Oh, you are not really to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, did you, all right, just provide the lyric. I I heard a pretty bad Manchester United chant earlier, so it can't be much worse
1: than that. No, <laughs> we were we were in Claremont, band Claremont we were playing uh, Take Me Home Country Road and then and then yeah. stopped singing it, but we were just going Take Me Home Walford Road.
0: Okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: So yeah, sort of, yeah. like, like, anyway, and then in the end, it was about 2000. Yeah, it, was, so, it was brilliant. And like That's pretty was, good. A place like, you know, you look at French rugby and it's noisy, there's chants, there's horns, there's drums, there's everything. And yeah, Players, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, this is incredible. It attracts so many people. But when Tigers fans were doing that at, at Clermont, it was like, this is unbelievable. Like, you know, we were clapping the fans at the end. But, but what was great is they came out and so it was yeah. anyway, great. Fun. And we were yeah. singing with them. Yeah. Singing, and we just felt unified in it. And yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, interesting. And what about on the field? Do you think there's anything that rugby could change?
1: I think just explaining the laws and rules better to, to people that are new to the game. Some people can get intimidated by a game. Like you got, you guys have been watching rugby for since I was 16 and they still fully understand it, really, the rules and stuff. So I, I, I really enjoy it. I know I enjoy what's going on with the laws. Yeah. The rules. Sorry, the laws. <laughs> 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 um, I understand, I'm not much more, sure, but Sometimes the amount of time that's wasted, sometimes there's only six minutes left in the game, and you could take four and a half of those minutes resetting the yeah, scrum. Yeah. So the game could be over in 70 minutes if you can you can time waste so much and working and kill the game.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Some way to,
1: to, to stop the clock and obviously it's safe to reset the scrum, but maybe set the scrum and have give more time to play the game because there's an awful lot of downtime from the balls not live in yeah. 18 minutes. as a time. I uh, disagree.
0: Just <laughs> well, I was going to say. But I think that's very interesting. I don't know the stats with football, but with rugby, a 36 minute game, and by that I mean a match in which the ball is in play for, you know, 35, 36 minutes, that's considered quite a lot. I would imagine football, you'll push it, you know, obviously, first of all, it's 90 minutes, so it's going to be a bit higher anyway, but you're probably pushing more like 60, 65 minutes at the very least.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> Unless you play Fergie time.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs> Fer- Fergie time, you're pushing it, you know, 90, 90 plus anyway.
1: Um, it just keeps the spectacle going to the the game, the end of the game, it gone sometimes by 72 minutes, 70 minutes. Yeah. You know you're not going to get time in free play. That's very true. George, anything you
0: change about rugby apart from the laws? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay great and on that note i think we'll wrap it up guys it's been a a chaotic a chaotic and yeah. episode, <laughs> as expected but it's been awesome to have all three of you especially sat together which is refreshing for me because i'm used to people all being you know miles and miles apart uh so good luck with your various projects uh darren i know sorry uh, forgive me i forgot to ask what you do but i saw you are in, still involved in sport
1: yeah, school playgrounds. In fact,
0: we've got a, a walking football tournament
1: in Spain tomorrow. <laughs> what wow. walking football? Yeah, don't laugh. Don't no, laugh. no, no. i, I, I not you've tried it. The
0: <laughs> thing is, because it's not a video podcast, and that you saying that I don't laugh makes it seem like I was laughing. <laughs> and what, so what's the overall project? It's all sorts of stuff, not just walking football.
1: No, so this, this event is just a walking football event, but now, now I work in school, we put playgrounds into schools and provide with that. Okay. Uh, facilities outdoor gyms baby mile tracks just I encourage schools to get the kids to be more active
0: I'd imagine that's done really well post pandemic as well
1: yeah there is a government initiative called sports premium so schools have got money from the government and sugar yeah. I encourage that. so yeah it's good well that's a great project
0: and Joe obviously good luck with the rest of the season and I hope to see you at Twickenham next month both for both for Tigers and England obviously
1: yeah, thank you very much thank no you. no
0: worries we'll wrap up there thanks so much guys
1: Enjoy this time, thank you. Bye.
0: Get yourself a copy of the rugby paper in stores on Sundays or via a digital subscription have it delivered straight to you. We will see you next week for episode 17.